Hello, Belinda. Hi, Omar. So what's the card and flower this week? So the card is card number 15, and it's the azalea flower represented by hope. And what does the card look like? Well, I love that you and I are both looking at it together. And it's just interesting how in this illustration, it's really zoomed in to the flower and its relationship to the leaves. And you can just see a cluster of four flowers opening up. It feels like it's like just at the peak of springtime blooming. And you can even see the insides and the pollen that's almost coming out of this flower. Yeah, it it definitely feels like it's like a whole bunch. Um, And (laughs) what I also find interesting about it is what it's not showing. Because the azalea is really Mm. a wooded, it's got like almost like a tree-like quality to it. And so you're just kind of getting to see the flowers, not the sort of the wood sort of that's holding it up. Feels perfect for hope. Just like, how can we hone in on that part? The bloom, the possibility of hope. So as we were preparing for this and really wanting to dive a little bit more into the plants that inspired this card deck, I did a little bit of research on azaleas and that they're this flowering shrub that's part of the rhododendron. And there's more than 10,000 different types of these flowers. They're purple, white, yellow, orange, red. I mean, they come in a variety of colors and across cultures. I think one thing that I found totally fascinating is that in Turkey, there is a thing called mad honey. And there's a some toxins in this particular group of azaleas. And so when the bees pollinate, you talk about, you could see, I think this is the stamma, um, the bees pollinate and they create this honey that actually causes like hallucination. And so it's this whole like <laughs> really, you know, I don't know, unique sort of uh, infusion that they used to kind of create, they had to add to alcohol and it was like a little bit of an extra booster. So... Wow, that makes azaleas even more uh, exciting (laughs) for me on the um, what I love about them just in my life is I started to notice that when spring started to happen uh, on the land, you know, first it would be the irises that would come up and I would see that you always see their their leaves coming out throughout the year, but then suddenly the flower starts to emerge. And then a little bit later in spring, I start to smell the sweetness in the air. Mm -hmm. And for a long time, I could not figure out what it was. I literally would walk the land just smelling everything and trying to identify what is this sweet smell. And then one day I was standing by the creek. And I love now, Omar, you've stood by the creek with me several times. And I I saw the azalea and and they all kind of cluster together around the creek. So for me, it's a clue. Maybe they need more water and that's why they exist uh, on this part of the land. And it's um, a beautiful white, uh, bushy shrub, tree-like presence. And they they all kind of start coming out at the same time. And so the, the smell is just 
uh, overpowering in a way where you could literally walk anywhere on the land. You could almost just smell that sweetness in the peak of springtime. So I'm just appreciating uh, that that reminder of I, the azalea. I can just see it attracting just as it attracts bees it can attract people <laughs> and i guess in chinese you can probably pronounce it better than i can but it translates into the thinking home bush and so i can i just sort of imagine it as this magnet that's bringing you to just take a moment and think about things in a little bit different way <laughs> i can't wait for you to come on the land in the springtime <laughs> So do you want to share a little bit of where these illustrations came from in the artist Arlene's 100-day project? So Arlene is a dear friend of mine, and she is also one of the co-founders of Gratitude Blooming. And uh, she, back in 2015, she and a few of us actually engaged in a 100-day project and where every day we did something creative. And for Arlene, it was really around the project called 100 Days of Blooming Love. So for her, taking the time to notice the plants around her and in her life was an act of love. And when she would pick the flower or the plant or the tree for the day that she was going to focus on, literally the act of just being really present with that element of nature would create this inspiration for a word or almost like a a message from that plant. And when I saw the artwork after a hundred days, I was just so inspired and blown away. Like the in some ways, it's like nature telling us how to live our lives, you know, through these virtues almost. And um and we picked 39 out of the hundred. Uh, to start with, because we had no idea what we were going to do. We just kind of said, okay, these 39 seem like a good balance of light and dark, and and they feel like ways that people could practice gratitude in new ways with guidance from nature. And so I love that we continue to deepen into this practice of just noticing based on Arlene's initial noticing. I love how there's this beautiful call of the wild that we actually mm. listen to the wild in its many forms. There's something for us to hear. I look forward to hearing what inspired Arlene with the azalea and how she got to hope. As a trigger warning, Arlene does mention suicide as part of despair and hope. Here is the story of the hope card featuring the azalea This drawing has a bit of a darker origin, but when you really think about it, doesn't it make sense that hope would arise out of a place of despair? There are several drawings in the Gratitude Blooming deck that were inspired by my family. As an example, I asked my mom and dad, who are both avid gardeners, what flowers they remembered when they were growing up. Now my parents are special. Aren't they all? They were born in Korea, and they were both separated from their families during the Korean War. They both hoped for reunification with their families and for their country, a hope that to this day is not fulfilled. So when I asked them about remembering flowers from their childhood, they potentially could have been overwhelmed by sad or traumatic memories. 
But their answers did not come from despair, and in many ways, their entire life journeys are an example of hope. Hope to start a new life as immigrants in the U.S., hope to continue studying in their fields of interest, hope to meet a spouse and start a family, hope in having two often troublemaking kids. I feel grateful for the life they made possible, and I'm aware how much hope they had to have, how many leaps of faith they had to take. The azalea was one of the flowers my dad mentioned he remembers from the village where he grew up. When I did an internet search of azaleas in Korea, I found a famous poem by a Korean poet named So Wal Kim. He wrote a very sad poem, like folk song kind of sad, about azaleas from mountains not far away from where my dad grew up. So now back to the darker side of this drawing. In reading more about the life of this poet, who had such a beautiful sensitivity of the world and nature around him, I learned that he committed suicide when he was just 32 years old. All I could wonder while drawing these flowers was why did the beauty that's so evident in the poetry he wrote overwhelm him instead of empower him to live? I know there can be a fine line between hope and despair. My hope in naming this drawing hope was to create a reminder that if we are able to slow our minds and speed up time in a way, taking us beyond the intensity of life that we may experience at any moment or the intense moments that seem to keep coming back to us, the healing beauty of the azaleas and of this life we live can be less overwhelming so that we are able to create the spaces we need where we can choose hope and to take the leaps of faith we need to. My hope is the azalea will help each of us see the hope that is possible in our lives, no matter how hard it can feel at times. I appreciate her story naming that hope is the antidote to despair in many ways and how we nef- definitely need to recognize the the heaviness of life at times and and how overwhelming it can feel and how can we feel empowered even in that overwhelm and in in many ways that feels like what the azalea represents in terms of hope in this story Part of what we want to be able to do with these cards is play with them. And so hearing and like looking at just the illustration itself and what is the art telling us? What is the theme telling us? Just even, you know, I think a lot of um, the episodes before this, we really leaned into the prompts. And I think the rational mind loves a good setup. This is why. In the deck, there's two wild cards. And, you know, we got some survey comments back recently and they're like, oh, I love the cards, except the wild card, because then I have to like, we have to think of it ourselves. And this is really what the practice is, is, and this is the invitation that Arlene's giving us is really an opportunity to notice uh, the world around us in a different way. <laughs> it's a fun game. I'm curious what, um, 
those of you that are listening, what would you, what would be your word when you think of hope? I um, yesterday got to meet this founder of a nonprofit called Get Lit. And they really sort of inspire poetry and storytelling in classrooms. They're in over 150 classes. And I asked her, where did this sort of come from? And it was her own love of authors and writing and just listening. And she wanted to bring poetry into urban schools here in LA and all the teachers and everybody was like, ah, Kids aren't going to get into poetry. It's got to be rap or it's got to be these other things. And she said, uh, it can include rap, but it can also just include poetry. And she would come up to the class with a bunch of different quotes from different poems or songs. And she would read them out. And then she would invite them up. And she said, claim your poem so you can claim your life. And to the teachers and everyone's surprise, these words resonated deeply with the kids. And I think part of what is beautiful about these cards is that people are able to claim their stories and claim their lives. And they have to claim their stories by claiming some of these emotions that we have. And there's also, I think, something very beautiful as I was talking to this executive director, Diane, that when we actually just listen to the words or we look at the art, we're also being given a chance to listen to that call of the wild as well. Because something spoke to that author, that poet that inspired those words, just like they did with Arlene. And so before jumping into the prompt, I, I love this new practice of just exploring the illustrations and exploring the theme before jumping into the prompt. So what is the prompt for this week? Take a moment to remember a time you were filled with hope. What do you need to feel like that now? It's interesting when I was reflecting on this prompt, I, um, it didn't, wasn't immediate, uh, when I was filled with hope and for me eventually came back to transitions in my life that were empowering. And it was, you know, a time where I said, Hey, I'm going to make a change because I see new opportunity for myself or for the people that I wanted to serve in my, in my work or in my personal life. And and that was really what drove everything was just the possibility of hope. You know, it's, it's this light that you start to notice in the darkness. Like we talked about with mystery, it's, it's like when we start to get those little clues around what's possible. And so I just appreciate that moment to remember what hope feels like. And what does hope feel like to you? It feels like a bath with the sunlight. <laughs> what about for you, Omar? <laughs> I wasn't expecting that one. Um, I was going to say hope feels like inspiration, that sort of light feeling. And that, you know, when I was having the conversation uh, with the founder of Get Lit, and I just, I could see her in the classrooms and I could see the kids' 
hearts move by these words. And, you know, it made me think my daughters love to write. Um, they're avid writers and readers. They write poems and plays. And, and last year, I was holding these Thankful Thursday sessions and I invited all these like meditation experts and wellness teachers. You were on there, Belinda. And one of the people I invited to my Thankful Thursday was my daughter, Simone. And at the time, she was in seventh grade and she'd gotten as part of her sixth grade, though, a weekly meditation class. And I invited her to share her meditation. And I think what gives me hope about it is not just that it's my daughter, but the fact that the kids now have meditation and mindfulness as part of their curriculum, that they have this get lit poetry. You think about Amanda Gorman and how she's moved so many hearts now as the poet laureate for our country. She spoke at the Super Bowl. And so our ability to connect to the art and connect to the humanities and to connect our own humanity, that gives me a ton of hope. I think we even have a clip from Simone giving her meditation on Thankful Thursday. And we will close the episode at the end with her full three-minute meditation. I guess I call it connecting to the world breathing. Start by closing your eyes. Okay. Um, taking a deep breath in through your nose and breathing out through your mouth. And continuing to close your eyes, you're going to picture yourself in outer space. You're also going to picture that you're staring at the earth. You're going to wrap this string around the earth and tie it to yourself. Then you're going to send thoughts to the world. Well, if that doesn't give you hope, I don't know what does. Just remembering that moment, the courage to share live a meditation. And I actually invited her meditation teacher to come. And at the end of it, he was in tears because he's like, as any teacher, this is what you would hope for. And as a teacher, this is what you dream of. You dream that you're going to share your passion with someone and watch that take hold of them such that they use it, apply it, and it becomes helpful in their life. So I'm grateful for this. That's what hope does. It shares back. What I love about this practice that Simone is sharing is hope can come from our connectedness. And as I was practicing with her voice, I could imagine how we're all interconnected with that string. And it gave me hope because right now I do feel the despair and the sadness in the ways in which we are divided and the pain that many different people feel in the world at this time. And so I'm just really appreciating the healing of her voice as a young person who sees the possibility of unification and connection through that meditation. Yeah. And she created the whole connect the string from the earth to your body. 
And just what happens when we give ourselves space to be connected, to not feel the separation. And so these practices, like hope is not just about the positive. It's as Arlene's story said, there is despair, there is pain. Um, but what do we choose to draw on? And, and honestly, this is what these practices help us do. We claim our words yeah, and claim our life. I'm really excited for our listeners to really receive this practice from Simone this week and and also how hope can come from first feeling that connection with ourselves so that we can be available for this greater connection. So this set of prompts, along with obviously the illustration and the flower, are shared in our gratitude circles. And gratitude circles are really just a fancy way of saying we bring Mm -hmm. people together to pick a card. And by picking a card, sometimes we know and we sort of say, no, this is the card that I want to claim and acknowledge. And sometimes it's random. We just, we're looking at the back of the cards and we just randomly pick and we say that that's synchronicity or beautiful coincidence. And what it also allows us to do is just respond in real time to what we're feeling and get away from the sort of auto response that we often have, which is like, oh, I'm going to, I'm already know my reaction before whatever actually happens, happens. And so that is just also called being mindful or being present. And these are some of the reflections that were inspired by this card, number 15, the Azalea Hope. And so as you listen to these stories, you know, take the time to really pause if you can to just connect with the hope within you as you hear from other people. This is Judy. I, well, coming from the East Coast, I'm from the D.C., Virginia area as well. But um, it's the first thing that besides the crocus that, that starts blooming in the spring and spring is new renewal, hope. I, I feel that without hope, um, we almost can't exist because hope is what drives us to be able to continue um, in bad times and good times. And um, I think it's a really good card to pull and to remind us that um, our life of, is full of hope. And it's uh, hope kind of, to me, goes with goals or the future or what we can have regardless of the situation that we're in right now. Any situation that we're personally experiencing right now. Just struck how spring comes after winter. And even through difficult times, maybe the hope is that things are seasonal and they change. And so we get a chance to be reborn and renewed. And flowers are an incredible reminder of these cycles. Struck by how I'm feeling the sense of hope, hearing someone else talk about hope. Feels like it's possible to access so what comes up for me when i see the azalea it's funny when i graduated from nursing school a present that i got was a pot of azaleas and i thought i i have like i do not have a green thumb at all everything that i get that's a plant i kill i it dies because i don't nurture it i don't cultivate anything it just it's gonna die and and those azaleas died but at that point, it was a big transition for me. And I usually get really hopeful around transitions. Um, and uh, 
certainly like at that point in time, finishing school, I was I was very much filled with hope. And and I feel like that right now. Um, I really do. I have all this um, space that uh, I've created to um, make space for good things that are coming and that I've um, been working on. So um, remembering that time and like feeling those elevated emotions um, feels like I have more of that coming to me. Uh, if that makes sense to anyone. But um, it's nice to remember that I've had that in my life and that my body knows what that's like and I can have that again. I appreciate the reminder that we can always remember a time when we felt hopeful and then that then creates a sense of hope in the present moment. So it's almost this gift that can keep on giving and, and the way that she saw that transition in her life as a, as an opportunity for renewal for a new beginning. She also, I just acknowledged that the hope was in her body and that it's within us. Yes, we can find hope and inspiration outside of us, but, I love that she was connecting it to something that she felt within herself. I like the word hope. I like the way that if you're to write it out, you start with that upward stroke, which almost lifts you right there. And it, it just it just sets the stage for an upward positive word. What a little great exercise. Just write the word hope. <laughs> Feels very embodied, that practice. I don't remember what I was reading recently, but Apparently, if you bite on a pencil, it's the same muscles that trigger a smile. And so, you know, that we have these like, so that they have this practice of then just biting the pencil and that that act of smiling, then obviously you releases whatever endorphins, oxytocin to make you feel good. So I love that idea. Maybe bite a pencil and then write the word hope. <laughs> see how you feel. <laughs> or smile. Or <laughs> just simply smile. Related to azaleas, um, there was a beautiful garden with bright pink azaleas in front of my parents' house, which they, they, they neither of them are living now and the house no longer belongs to anyone in my family. But whenever I think of azaleas, I think of pulling up in my car and seeing at the time of year when they were blooming, like the beautiful, like bright pink, like azaleas and feeling all the things that you feel like when you're pulling up in front of your childhood home and looking forward to seeing family and having a good time. I'm struck by how so many of the stories this week these uh, reflections on hope are connected to the azalea plant and how it creates those memories, those very sensory experiences that we have to, to actually remember. And, that, and that's, that's a powerful way to access hope is going back to nature and, and being reminded. Seeing family. 
So we have a journal entry that is going to be read by Melissa on our team. My friend told me yesterday that I seem more hopeful, less Eeyore, to her recently. It caught me off guard, but as I sat with it, I realized uncomfortably that perhaps I have been like that, and I certainly don't want others to see me as an Eeyore. So it further motivated me to want to approach life with more positivity, even if the world situations push me towards pessimism. I'm open to receive messages from the cards to help me stay receptive to all possibilities, find joy more often, and above all, to stay hopeful. It's interesting how if everything was great all the time in our life, or the world was perfect, would there be a need for hope? So I love that she's referencing Eeyore from Pooh, and one of my favorite books in high school. And it was actually what I quoted in my senior year yearbook. And I'm pulling it up now. And I think this is just from the cover. The author writes, while Eeyore frets and Piglet hesitates and Rabbit calculates and Owl pontificates, Pooh just is. And I love just being present and allowing these emotions to come and to go. I like to think of it as how do we feel our emotions without becoming our emotions? How do we be present like Arlene and just capture that feeling in a moment of an illustration, writing it down and then moving on? It's a hundred day challenge. And so it's not, we don't get stuck there. But really, just allow these things to ebb and flow. I'm just appreciating how each card invites us into an inner conversation around the light and the dark within us. And is I've been pulling the cards with um, different friends recently, and one friend is a, f- a fairly new friend, and. Uh, I'm not great at talking on the phone. Um, So we've been starting to uh, pick a card sometimes and then just share a reflection. And a couple weeks ago, he actually pulled the hope card and I said, hey, you know, what is it that uh, is coming up for you around this card? And I'm just going to share a a short um, excerpt from his reflection. I need a team of people that see beyond my age and look at my track record of perseverance. Sometimes I struggle watching people get hats on the back for bare minimum. I do not understand it much outside of I feel overwhelmed by the systems that have men like me gridlocked. Hope looks like relinquishing the idea of happy for a moment to juggle, navigate, and see a healthier road ahead. Blind hope is not real for my understanding. We all created in our mind the fears, the worries, the hopes, and that's why I don't believe it could be blind. Then we cross over into a world of faith. When I first left for Temple, there was a sense of hope. I was a kid that was poor and knew it, leaving knowing that I was not able to afford a four-year schooling, still filled with a sense of hope. 
Later on, once I returned to Milwaukee for a year to aim the plan to move back to Philadelphia at the age of 18, I felt like I was being drawn back to that hope. And no matter the amount of work, good or bad, I managed to continue to look on the bright side. In all sillies, I went back a few times to teach dance workshops at my old high school. I never looked at it as me taking steps to be a teacher and instructor. I saw it as a cultural exchange. So yeah, just appreciating that moment of connection around this card and just the ways in which it supports us individually as well as in our relationships. Yeah, let's not get lost in blind hope. (laughs) Let's keep it real and authentic. So for the practice for this week, I'm really excited to experience Simone's meditation as a way of savoring hope. It's going to be a delight to hear her share her practice and for us to just experience it through her eyes. And in many ways, the youth of our world are the ones that give us new possibilities for what's, you know, what for our futures, the future of this planet, the future of this world. I'm excited for us to now get the full three-minute meditation from Simone. Proud of you. Start by closing your eyes. Okay. Um, taking a deep breath in through your nose and breathing out through your mouth. One. Two. Three. Four. Five. And continuing to close your eyes, you're going to picture yourself in outer space. You're also going to picture that you're staring at the Earth. You're going to wrap this string around the Earth and tie it to yourself. Then you're going to send thoughts to the world. And please repeat after me. Um, We care. We care. We are here. We are here. We are present. We are present. We hope. We hope. And again, we are here. We are here. Now you're going to send a mental uh, thought to someone you may not like. And we're going to say about the same thing. We care. We care. We are here. We are here. We are present. We are present. We forgive. We forgive. And we are here. We are here. Finally, we're going to end this by thinking about someone that you do like, a family member, a friend, or a pet. You're going and you're going to say, we are here. We are here. We love. We love. We hope. We hope. We protect. We protect. And we are here. We are here. And slowly we're going to open our eyes.
it's kind of fo- helping us focus on connecting to people and kind of just being there for people and I don't know it kind of just calming you down I, I guess mindfulness is the art of paying attention to our present moment experiences with openness curiosity and a willingness to be with what is our kids are our spring we appreciate you listeners being on this journey with us as we just continue to figure out how to claim our stories and claim our lives in ways that are present and allow us to sort of continue to be reborn in the way that spring is a season that we can all sort of embrace. If you don't have your own Gratitude Blooming cards, we encourage you to go to gratitudeblooming.com and just see which card speaks to you. And how that can be part of your daily practice of being present and more mindful. Wishing you well. Cheers to hope. Cheers. Cheers.